The F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. The world's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Si, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Z. I feel like it's cruel and unusual punishment that F1 continues to take these weeks off so I don't get to hear the music that we cue in with every week. It is, of course, the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. It's race week, Cody. Thank God. At least it's only one week off this time. That's the good part. Um, but yes, agreed. I still think that we need more F1 races in a season, even if that means more Max Verstappen dominations. Doesn't matter because, man, last race, we had a pretty good weekend on our bets. Uh, cashed a lot of things. Again, that's uh, that's what makes betting on F1 so much more exciting, even if Max Verstappen wins by, what, 24 seconds? Uh, you can still cash tons of bets that way without even betting on him. So it uh, makes it completely worth it and makes it a ton of fun. It does. And, you know, we always say week after week, just look at the card and look at where you want to go because making money does not always mean betting on the race winner. And, of course, if you bet on Max Verstappen more often than not, you're going to be building that bankroll up. But, uh, yeah. Again, again, he's, what, minus 287 this week or something? I mean, I saw 320 in places. Yeah, so. it's... It's rough again. Or again, you're just you're not going to bet on him. We, you you missed your one chance if he didn't take it a few weeks ago when he was plus money, and we should have taken that. Looking back on it, but uh, oh well, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? <laughs> well, I mean, and and what were we going to do? We we always say week after week after week, and again, if you're not, if you are a an F one better, you already know this. Right, but if you may be tuning in for the first time, or or I don't know, you stumbled on this after last week and and don't realize the dominance that is Max Verstappen. Any any F one gambling podcast from here until he, I think Max re- retires is going to start with the disclaimer: Max Verstappen will probably win this race, and then from there it's just kind of h- however you want to go. And 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 every week you're going to hear us say it, but. I mean, you may be tired of hearing it because you listen to this this show a lot, but somebody tuning in for the first time or the second time doesn't necessarily know this. So we're trying to do trying to balance the line between a, a new listener just tuning in and saying, "Well, why didn't they say Max Verstappen was going to win?" Well, because it happens. Yeah, exactly. Well, and if you're from the NASCAR world, NASCAR is off this week, so we still have our our NASCAR gambling podcast rolling, talking about futures. But I know plenty of people chomping at the bit need something to to bet on this week, so. Luckily, F1 and IndyCar are here to save the day. But uh, again, just like betting on NASCAR, now it, it is easier to, to hit different outrights over there and you can find good value. We hit a 35 to 1 last week and a 200 to 1 hit in the Xfinity series. Um, and so there is still value in betting long shots, but not nearly as much in F1 as in NASCAR. It's, it's most generally Max Verstappen wins, but you find ways to build that, your card around him winning. Um, and you can bet on who's going to win or, you know, who's going to be the next best finisher besides him. Uh, I mean, that's how much his dominance is, is they offer race winner without Max Verstappen. And so, um, but there's still plenty of options, plenty of great ways to get down. And, and again, keeps the race exciting because a lot of people will be like, well, Max won by 24 seconds again. What's exciting about that? Like, yeah, but you didn't see the battle for 10th place and the guy that I bet to finish in the points or, or watching, you know, making sure there's enough classified finishers or, or making sure that his gap stays over 10 seconds or or whatever else the bet may be. 
Yeah, and and again, like you said, we actually that hit quite a fastest few. lap timer going up uh, and down the board. That purple <laughs> clock is that thing death. stresses me out more than anything else in any given week in F one. Hey, and and listen too. I mean, I didn't give it out as an official bet last week uh, here on the show, but I, I gave it out. I think. Um, somewhere else as far as the the red bull fastest pit stop i don't you don't even know until the end like you see yeah, i think you, you were talking about that on the back, back road I yeah think, yeah last week. yeah so two yeah 2.1 seconds was the the threshold and the fastest pit stop for red bull and again it was sergio perez but like you don't know that you don't know that till you know after the race is over and they they give you all the pit time so there's a lot of uh, a lot of jockeying going on in that and so you just you got to pay attention and 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 you know really just know where to put the money and and put your bets. So speaking of which, like you said, we actually hit a few good ones uh, on this as well. So uh, yeah, I know I think that was probably one of our best weekends. I mean, I think last year we had like a sixteen to one or a thirty three to one that hit on a fastest lap or something like that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, overall betting card last week was definitely one of our our best uh, weeks of the F one season so far. So just hitting our groove right in time to uh, dig into the the summer stretch here. Indeed, and then we head to Canada as uh, I think I buried the lead. It is the Canadian Grand Prix <laughs> this week. We are oh, heading. The lead was us cashing our bets, Rob. <laughs> I, that's true. That's true. I mean, I can't I can't argue with you on that one. But uh, we're heading to Montreal uh, in Quebec over there in Canada for this race. And uh, yeah, I mean, man, they they plan this perfectly. It's a uh, what is it? A two o'clock Eastern time. Uh, you know, lights out. So perfect time for the entire United States. There's no NASCAR on. Um, I think I got to look up the IndyCar start time, but I think IndyCar will probably come on like right after F1, which would be perfect. Um, oh, no, it's actually beforehand. It's at noon central time. So you'll watch some IndyCar right into F1. It'll it'll work out nicely. So, uh, yeah, man, I like it when they're uh, in North America and we get decent, decent uh, lights out times. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I do tend to enjoy waking up and being able to turn on the race after I wake up, like it's immediately, because that usually happens like four in the morning or, or you know, five in the morning over here and not waking up at four in the morning for a, <laughs> for a race. Like, especially when there's no commercials and when I first thing when I wake up in the morning, I'm dodging spoilers because I'm not logging into anything when I wake up. I just wake up, I put on the race, and I watch. It has been uh, since, since I work on Sunday mornings in my day job. Now it's been uh, helping me get through work on Sunday mornings because I got to play in while I'm working. But uh, oh well. <laughs> hey, listen. Anytime, any any way we can get in the F1 race, we definitely get in the F1 race because on a week where there is no NASCAR, you know, thankfully F1 is there. And for those of you who are in the NASCAR gambling podcast world and are venturing over here to try to find some racing itch because you're you're missing the racing this weekend we hope we can definitely get you uh to cash some tickets and maybe introduce you to this fantastic new world that is formula one new to you not new to the world <laughs> they've obviously been doing this for a while but been around for a couple of years at least one or two <laughs> one or two i don't know i i heard that they've they've done this uh a, a few years in a row but yeah i mean even even you know cody got me into this last year and I am very grateful for it because it definitely was a world that I didn't know about. And it, there's some excitement going on. Like you said, even though Max wins almost every week now, it's just, you know, when you're, when you're watching passes and overtakes for 12th, you know, because you, you know that they're two spots away from 10th, then you're in it. Yeah, well, and there's just there's so many other storylines too. I mean, behind Red Bull and, and Max and, and Sergio, like, the next, what is it, three teams are all right there together. I mean, any given week, it's Mercedes, it's Ferrari, it's Aston Martin. Like, they're trading paint back and forth as far as who's going to, you know, be that next best finisher as far as uh, the Constructors' Championship goes and who's going to be, you know, third place basically in the points behind the two Red Bull guys. Uh, that stuff continues to change. You're seeing some upgrades. Mercedes, you know, they fin swept the podium last week as far as behind Max. It was then Lewis and and George, or two last race last week, same difference, I guess. But uh, but they've got some upgrades they had recently, so maybe we're starting to see that pay off. Um, Aston Martin's got some upgrades coming. Uh, Haas, I saw uh, Gunther Steiner talking this week about how they feel like they've upgraded massively in some key areas. We'll see how that plays out this week. So plenty of other storylines to keep your eyes on uh, besides 
max in the in the next zip code <laughs> that that is true uh well but we will give you some good bets later on in the episode but let's tell you now that we will help you extend the power of your bets with edge boost this episode is supported by edge boost what is edge boost it's the world's first bet now pay later visa card you're going to get up to $2,500 in betting advances from edge that can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. The more you bet on Verstappen winning, the more you win on Verstappen winning. That's really how it all boils down to it. Plus, you can also get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Go double down on your favorite bet or even use it to create an awesome middle or hedge. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark. Nope. They charge zero interest. And do you know of a way that you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? Well, you do now. Edge Boost can also be a part of a responsible gaming plan as you can set up daily, weekly, monthly limits across all of your betting accounts in just one place. Please support the SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So we talk about those bets that we cashed. Some fun ones. Uh, and it started with you, my friend, and the uh, the great mclaren garage over there and lando norris correct no yes, wait no lando uh, no, did not cash Woo. no he didn't it not looked bad. so good this was absolutely the right call he comes out in qualifying nails everything looks super fast starts third place and you're thinking to yourself a top eight a plus 280 let's fucking go this is easy money and that was the last time you thought that because things went <laughs> Things went very poorly after that, and uh, it was a struggle for Lando. Ends up seventeenth, lap down. Man, what a what a rough day. He just it was issues right from the start. I think he got hit by someone or hit someone on the start there. Uh, messed up that front uh, front wing, and, and ugh, yeah, it just uh, man. I, I after qualifying, I was like, holy shit, he's starting third. Like he's he could lose five spots and still cash this bet. Like things are going to be great. And then by about the second turn of the race, it was over. And I was like, wow, this is, this is ended horribly. <laughs> yeah. He definitely got clipped early on and they went to change that wing. And I mean, track position was clutch on this and you lose it. You lose whatever you had. Hard to get it back at that point. Yeah. Um, all right. I had Lewis Hamilton as a, uh, top three in, uh, FP one. I don't know what it was about the damn Mercedes in practice, right? In practice, they came out and just, man, it was uh, it was so frustrating. I I want I thought so much better of them, but they they unloaded so poorly off of the trailer. Thankfully, they picked it up the, yeah, over the course there by, of the weekend. P three, yeah, was, uh, yeah, practice three. He was up into third finally, but a uh, little couple couple practices too late. <laughs> yeah, he de They definitely did not unload the fastest. So uh, we did not cash that one, but our luck started to pick up. Yes, thankfully, uh, the overclassified finishers again had over 17 at minus 110, over 18 and a half at plus 300. All 20 drivers classified at the end of this race. Uh, we're going to be talking about this a little bit more when we come up into the betting section. Spoiler alert, but again, it's just been, this has been fairly gold all season long so far. We've hit on this multiple weeks in a row. I've got I found a couple of different ways to bet on it this week, so I'm sure that'll go poorly, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it while it's lasted because it's it's been a great run for these these classified finishers, and, and yet again, it hits with all 20 drivers ending up as classified, so easily cashing both those at, at minus 110 and plus 300. Yep. I mean, again, with all the cars out there on the track, that was uh, a great way to, I think they, uh, nobody, nobody was out that race, were they? No. No. Yeah. yeah everyone. Was, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Everyone not only was classified, I believe everyone was still running at the end. Even Sergeant was only a lap down. Um, there was, there was, you know, what, seven guys lapped down at the end of it, but, uh, but I believe everybody was still on the track. So, uh, yeah, just man, impressive. Cause even sometimes you'll get, you know, the late, the late guy that leaves the race, but he ends up getting past where he ends up being classified, but didn't even get that this time. Yeah, no, I that was good. Everybody, like I said, everybody nice, clean, even though there was some scuffs and some skirmishes, everybody finished the race, which was good. Um, I'm salty about this next one. I had Yuki Sonoda 
as a points finisher at plus 225, which if you're new, points go to 10th place in F1. Yuki Tsunoda crossed the finish line in 10th place, but had a five-second penalty. He ended up in 12th place on the official it's, score sheet. Oh, it's heartbreaking. I, you hate when that happens because he's there. He's got it, right? He's in 10th plus money. It's cashing. Oh, by the way, there's a penalty. Doesn't get ahead far enough where he drops two spots. Ugh, just and he couldn't pull ahead. Rough. He could not pull ahead no. more than five seconds. He was he was in. He was that trying because he knew the penalty was coming, but yeah, uh, there was no way. Yeah. His wasn't car wasn't get there. there. So Ugh. again, I think this was a great call. Just sometimes that bad luck hits you. Um, but that that one would have been a nice one. I did have winning margin over ten seconds plus one hundred five. Uh, this bet hit like what uh, twice, twice over two and a half times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He ends up Russell uh, or Verstappen over Hamilton wins 24.09 seconds. Not even close. No safety cars in this one. It was from the drop of the green. Uh, Verstappen just checked out as we suspected he would. And uh, yeah, got this one at plus money, plus 105. Not obviously not much on plus money, but uh, again, it's uh, it cashes in uh, another another fun day. Damn guy pits and does not lose first. Like that's how far ahead he was. That's, you know, it's a 21 second yeah. gap. And or it was a seventeen twenty one under green seventeen, but yeah, he did he pitted. It didn't even didn't even care. Just came back. Literal, first. literal lead wire to wire, mm -hmm. didn't even give it up when he pitted. Nope, not even a single lap gone. Uh, which by the way, he did finish in front of Lewis Hamilton, which I said was going to have a podium finish at plus two sixty. Um, I gave him to win at thirty three to one. He finished second, so not a bad call. Thirty three to one finishing great second, value, right? Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. That's uh. That's exactly what you want. He got on the podium, so he hit the plus money one. Again, you bet these long shots knowing that Max is going to win, but if something happens, sure, Max had a 24-second lead. And did he end up getting... I think he got a five-second penalty at the end, didn't he? No, with, they, uh, were, they were talking they were about... warned him. Yeah, they, he had a black and white yeah. flag for, for track limits. Yeah, because he kept leaving the track limits, and they are like, dude, <laughs> they said, you're in the next the country. <laughs> Calm down a little bit, all right? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. But, uh, but no, I mean, anything could happen, right? If he did leave the track limits one more time and brushed a wall, it ends up messing up something. He ends up, you know, having electrical failure. Like, those things could have happened. Again, not likely to, but if they did, boom, you cash in the 33 to 1 to win. That's why you take those insurance bets on these guys to win. I had Max to win by five seconds, kind of doubling up on, on my 10-second thing. Um, and obviously he did did win by five seconds. He cashed this bet almost five times over. Yeah. Uh minus one sixty seven over on Barstool. I had Russell at thirty three to one as well. Um and as fast as fast a slap at sixteen to one. Russell ends up finishing third. So second and third, we had the thirty three to one insurance. And Russell had the fast slap until I think about eight laps to go, maybe. Um, and I think Checo took it and then Max was like, What's the fastest lap been at? And they tell him and then he just goes and lays it's it's almost it's like Michael Jordan, right? Where they would say he like would just pick his spots and he'd be like, Yeah, I'm gonna go throw down thirty-four tonight. And he'd go out, score thirty-four, and then just sit down. And it's like Max is like, Okay, I'll just go out for a Sunday drive. Hey, what's the fastest time? Oh, okay, boom, there it lays it down. It's good. No like it's almost like it, it he makes it look effortless. Like he's not even trying. And it's like Jeez, bro, let somebody else have the fastest lap. Don't take everything. Come on. You and, don't need those points. <laughs> and he was on old tires. Like, yes. he was on old, hard tires. Like, it was like, come on, dude. Like, he just, just man, the, decides to click it on. Again, it's it's tougher. It's so tough in the moment to appreciate the greatness. But when we look back, and it's going to be like, this dude was just, you're going to see it in the documentaries, right? They're going to make the documentaries, and it's going to be like, Oh yeah, he just got on the radio and said, "How? What do I need to lay down?" And goes out and lays it down. Probably could have went twice as fast if he wanted to. And it's just, it's insane. But uh, yes, either way, close on the Russell sixteen to one. I think again, that's another place where if you're going to sprinkle your your uh, long shots, fastest lap is almost a better way to do it than than race winner, just because anybody can hit that fastest lap. Um, and so I think that it, it is a good strategy to just continue to throw out one or two of those, you know, small. Just, you know, quarter size bets or however, whatever you want to do. Um, and you're going to hit those every once in a while if, if Max isn't in the mood to to just take it himself. Which he's always in the mood, let's face Which, it. So yeah, yeah. you could just take him. I think he's like plus 100 this week. So Ooh, there you go. That's, even uh, money. That's a nice plus plus money way to, to bet on him, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had Fernando Alonso to, uh, to win at 11 to 1 just as the insurance bet. 
Started eighth, finished seventh. Not Lonzo's day. Not this time. No, this was his first finish outside the top four, and only the second time he hadn't been on the podium all season. All which, season. looking back, super impressive. But uh, yeah, they just kind of they kind of missed this race, and so it'll be interesting. He made, he made some comments after the fact about uh, you know they they need to make sure they're keeping up in the technical areas like these other teams are. So it'll be interesting to see what they've brought over the last two weeks and uh, how that translates here in uh, in Montreal. Well, I'm hoping that they brought some shorts with them because uh, they're probably going to need to be taking a little vacation on a beach here sooner rather than later. And if they brought shorts, then I certainly hope they brought bird dogs shorts because bird dogs shorts are exactly what you need for a nice sunny day on the beach. They are stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look I know board shorts are the thing. I know baggy shorts are awesome and amazing, but sometimes you just want to look firm fitted and just muscular out there on the beach, don't you? Okay, I do because I don't have the legs for that. So hopefully bird dogs will help me to just kind of turn some heads. Bird dogs do the exact same things as Lulimon, Lulamon do. And better because you can say their name easier bird dogs right than lulumon uh but they fit way better they fit better than regular shorts that are made of stiff restricting cotton and bird dogs has fixed the issue of all of that all that uncomfortableness by using cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches to give you a way slimmer fit without you having to sacrifice on your movement bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that's going to keep you cool all day long it's getting to be hot in California. I cannot wait for my bird dogs to get here because I, for one, do not want to suffer from all of that sweating and chafing and nastiness that goes on when you walk around California and sweat all day. So make sure you get down on some bird dogs with us. Go to birddogs.com pool. Enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You don't want to take your bird dogs off. You certainly won't want to do it. I promise you. All righty, my friend. It is I, I need to get my order in for those bird dogs because it gets hot as fuck here in Nebraska. And uh, yeah, the swamp ass is a real thing and it's uh, it's pretty gross. So I think I need to to invest in those uh, in those shorts before we get into uh, the Canadian uh, Grand Prix here. Uh, we did get a, a Apple podcast yes, review. We did. I like to always read these when we get them. So if you don't mind, take five seconds. It doesn't take long. Just go give us the five stars. Type something in there real quick. It don't have to be anything. Super fancy. I mean, we do like the really long, elaborate ones that just heap all kinds of praise on Rod, especially. But uh, you know, we'll take we'll take anything you got, right? So, but shout out to to the Hizzy. Um, he says, "Serious F one podcast just discovered this gem and can't stop listening." So, shout out to you to the Hizzy. We appreciate the the review, the kind words, um, and yes, go leave your review, and we will uh, read that one as well. Yes, we will, because we always enjoy reading your words and your kind words, especially. Again, we'll read the bad ones, but uh, we more we we like it better when you actually. You we'll know. make fun of you on the bad ones, so yeah, just don't will. do it together. <laughs> and you know why? It's because we laugh at ourselves enough, anyways. So we don't necessarily need you to help us <laughs> laugh at ourselves as well. Uh, all right, we are heading to Canada to the circuit of. Uh, Guillaume Villeneuve. There you go. You like that? Uh, it is. You nailed it. In Montreal, Canada, uh, which if you are from there, you know that you're an Alouettes fan, uh, you're an Expos fan, and you uh, enjoy Montreal sports. Uh, Alouettes, by oh, the way. Yeah. Rod. Rod's been all things Canada lately. I, that's a CFL's back. That's all Rod's Twitter timeline is these days. It's just praise heaped on the CFL. You're a Big CFL guy over there. I love me some CFL. I hate the Alouettes, though, because they are the heated rivals of my Ottawa Red Blacks. In fact, took them and beat them in week one. So I, I already don't like you, Montreal. Get, but Get that win out of there or get that loss out of the, the way early, right? Yeah, well, well, that could go into a whole, a whole different conversation about that. But I won't. 
so we'll go to this track again that uh, was established in 1978 was the first Grand Prix. We are 70 laps around this 4.361 kilometer track, which comes out to just under three miles, about 2.7 miles around this track. The race distance is a tidy 305.27 kilometers, about 189 miles, close to 190 miles. The fastest lap on this, the lap record, is Valtteri Botas. Actually, in 2019, laid down a 113.078. This kind of looks like a mm, an arrowhead turned on its Ooh. side. Yes. Is that is that a good comparison? So I was thinking, I was thinking if you like tilted a little bit, it could be like a cardinal or, or some type of bird kind of perched yes, up there. I could see that. Uh, yeah, you get like turn ten as kind of the tail, and then and then turn uh, two would be the head. But uh, yeah, I think either one of those are, are decent descriptions on on the uh, circuit layout and what it appears. This is it's one of my favorite parts every week is trying to figure out what the circuit looks like. I know I love. <laughs> we it. don't get to do this in NASCAR. I mean, they do, they were on a road course this past week, but. Uh, Generally speaking, it's just an oval every week, so it's not uh, different sizes, and that's fun. But this we don't get like to, to figure out what these, these all look like. I will say though that that turn ten and and subsequent turn eleven hairpin at Sonoma, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, will uh, yes. So for our NASCAR listeners out there, that is a pretty good. Uh, yeah, I would say it looks just like it. Yes, sir. Two DRS zones between five and six, a very short DRS zone between five and six, and then uh, between nine and ten, a little bit more of a more pronounced DRS zone in that area. Uh, again, you know, we're, we're talking a, a few, what, 11, 12, 13, 14 turns in total in this track. A lot of them are just sort of, you know, juts. There's a couple of 90 degrees, but uh, really... By and large, there's a lot of straight areas in this, a lot of, of opportunity. We've seen Red Bull. Their straight line speed is like no other, and their DRS has been kicking everyone's ass these last few weeks. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think it's this is going to be a race where you have a lot of speed, and uh, yeah, it's not not nearly as technical as some of these races we've seen here lately. Yeah. Uh, again, if you go back to the list of winners on this, we talked about Max Verstappen. He won this race last year. Uh, before that, Lewis Hamilton took four of the last five. Sebastian Vettel actually uh, disrupted him in 2018. So uh, track history here points one way, but unfortunately we've seen track history go up in smoke these last couple of seasons with Max Verstappen, right? Yeah, I think that uh, Max is just rewriting all the history. So uh, <laughs> when he's already got the history in last year's race. So uh, I don't know that you need to look much farther than that. Well, and, you know, thinking about it, too, when we see Lewis Hamilton's name on there like four times in a row, eh, I mean, Max Verstappen may be making a case for that, too. And we may be talking about him the same way people were talking about Lewis Hamilton a few years ago. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that is going to be the case. Uh, one thing I want to point out, too, so you could, you have last year's race to kind of look back on a little bit, but other than that, they did not race here in 2020 or 2021. So it's been other than last year's race, you're going back pretty far to look at other trends and stuff. And so much has changed over that time that it's hard to look back too much on the history at this track, other than just looking at last year where Max won. What a shocker! Uh, we probably expected similar results this year <laughs> quite possibly but uh you know what let's get to rain them, uh, rain could be a factor too uh Not it's a 60 percent chance for rain on sunday so we'll have to keep an eye on that um 60 on saturday as well so we'll see how that affects qualifying and friday as well so might be a rainy weekend we'll see 60 percent who, uh, you know, uh, who knows how that'll end up going. <laughs> yeah, and just keep in mind, those, uh, when we give you the practice bets as well, uh, practice is on on the Friday. So that starts FP1, and then, of course, FP2 right after. And then the next day, practice and qualifying, FP3 and qualifying happen on the 17th, and then the 18th is the race itself. So, Boom. Love it. All right. Well, Cody, I think it's, uh, I think it's time to start laying down some bets. How about you? Yeah. We start. Should we start out with yours since yours is a FP1 bet? Sure. Why not? We we'll we'll go out of order this time. I don't know what to do if we Ch start out. Change of order. it up a little ah, bit. Okay, fine. We'll start out of order. All right. Uh, <laughs> my first bet, like Cody said, is a FP. I like to give out the FP1 bets. Uh, it gets you started on the weekend. 
very nicely. And more often than not, they've they've been hitting. Hamilton's last week was kind of a long shot in itself, but uh, unfortunately by FP3, he got there. So could have bet all three and maybe cashed out on one of them. But uh, all right, so for mine, I'm going to take uh, Carlos Sainz as a top three car uh, in FP1. I'm intrigued by this because it, of course, is uh, plus money, and I'm, I'm apt to take plus money bets on a Ferrari in FP1. They do tend to come out of the gates uh, pretty fast. Last week in Spain, they didn't. <laughs> that was that was kind of an anomaly where uh, Ferrari just did not find any speed in FP1. So uh, I was a little disappointed in that one. But you go back a few more races uh, where um, Carlos Sainz is actually up there. And uh, he was actually fifth in... I'm not fifth. Uh, Carlos Sainz was in ninth in that practice. So it was a little, like I said, a little frustrating in that regard. But he topped the charts in FP1 in Monaco. He was uh, in fifth in Miami. So just outside of that top three, but not that. He was fourth in uh, Azerbaijan, which again, just right outside of that top three. So he's been, he's had the speed. He was sixth in uh, Australia and then in uh, Saudi Arabia, he was seventh. So you may think that I'm contradicting myself when I, when I talk about it, but he actually has been a fast car uh, all, the, all season long when it comes to FP1. Just kind of missed it here and there, but they got that corrected, I think, uh, overall. And, and really where I'm kind of weighing it to in FP1 for last year uh, in this race, he was second. He was the second fastest car in practice last season. So it's a track he knows well. It's a track he can get around fast, especially uh, in practice. And I think Ferrari has started to turn itself around. Now they've also had a week off, too, in which they can kind of look back at what they've been doing wrong. And I think they're going to want to come out of the box swinging because it, you know, they haven't had the, the race pace this year. And I think they want to kind of establish that right out of the box, especially uh, uh, after a week off in Canada in a, in a track that Carlos Sainz has unloaded fast before. Yeah, I like it. Like you said, last year they figured it out quick, right? They unloaded quick, second in P1 or FP1, third in FP2. He started third place, finished second in the race, so had speed all weekend long. Um, I think that's a good call out by you. And at almost three to one odds, uh, again, anybody can kind of unload quick in these things. And so when you're taking guys that have reliable track records, that a lot of the times they show up, Ferrari shows up in FP1, it seems like more than any other team, even more than Red Bull, I would say, anecdotally, I don't have the, all the facts right in front of me, but it seems to me like they show up fastest in, in FP1 even more often than the Red Bull guys do where they're kind of trying some shit out and, and whatnot a lot of the time. So well, and, at almost three to one, I, I like it. And this is value as well, too, because Verstappen's at minus 450 for a top three. Uh, Fernando's at minus 190. <laughs> minus four. <laughs> Seriously, and and Sergio Perez is at minus one seventy five. Leclerc's at one plus one fifty, which you know again that's where we start getting into that. Okay, Hamilton is at plus two eighty five, but you know Carlos Sainz, like I said, he's done it here already once last season where he, he was a, a second in FP two, uh, FP one rather, and and you know he's he's done it a, a few times more than Leclerc has this season. So I, I think I just like I said trust him better to get that time than I do uh, Leclerc. And at a plus money and a plus 285, um, I'm all about that too. I'm trying to pull up here real quick uh, in Canada in 2019 uh, where he was, but that's fine. I'll, I'll rest my laurels on the fact that he did it last year and he's done it more often than not as well. Um, well, and it's crazy too. Like, So you, you go over just the last two, like you just take the last two races into account, right, in FP1s. And Verstappen is minus 400 this week and Sainz is plus 285. And in those two races, each of them has a top speed in FP1, and each of them has not been in the top three. And yet there's a almost 700-point swing in their odds. And it's just, we know that Max is good, but he doesn't always unload that fast in FP1. To have him at minus 400 is crazy. So I do think you're definitely getting uh, some good value on signs here. All right, this next one, I filled, I filled this box out to the fullest in the document. So get out your pen and paper, friends, because we're going to write some stuff down here. I am going all in. All those chips I've been winning on classified finishers, I'm pushing them back to the middle of the table, and I'm going to try and double down with edge boost here. Um, so we're going to play 
Over 17 and a half classified finishers. This is minus 136 over on Barstool. We're going to play over 18 and a half at plus 250 over on DraftKings. We're going to play exactly 19 classified finishers plus 350 on DraftKings. And we're going to play exactly 20 classified finishers, the whole field being classified plus 750 over on DraftKings. There's multiple ways where you could hit three of these bets. Um, I guess at the most, you'd be able to hit three of them, but multiple ways you can hit them. Um, and you could lose a lot if we go under 17. Obviously, that's always the the problem. But it, it's been, like I said, every race this season, we've had over 17 classified finishers at least. Used to be on a on a weekly basis, 16 and a half was kind of the the where you set the bar, right? Now they've moved it up to 17 and a half because 16 and a half's got hit every single round so far in 2023 so you're at over 17 uh, or you're at 17 at least in every race this season like we talked about 20 classified finishers in spain the race before at monaco 19 the race before at miami 20 so that's two of the last three races where we've had 20 classified finishers you're getting that at plus 750 and if you hit that you're hitting plus 250 on the over 18 and a half and you're hitting the over 17 and a half at minus 136 um, but you have those, you know, numbers underneath the 20 as well as insurance. Um, again, hard to go back and look at this race much more than last season, just because um, it, it's been so long, right? 2019 is when you're going all the way back. So many things have changed. I will say the track history here hasn't been great. Um, I don't even, I had, well, I forgot to write it down, but I don't remember how many classified guys we had last year in this race 17 exactly finding, yes 17 so it did go under this um checo was one of those um in a red bull so you would expect you know he probably had some type of issue most yeah power unit issue schumacher had a power unit issue but as far as uh wrecks go yuki Sonoda was the only person that actually wrecked out of this knock on wood right but we've not seen a ton of power unit issues so far this season there's not been the electrical problems that teams had last season We've not gotten that so much. Like I said, two of the last three races, every single car has finished the race classified. So we're going to kind of put all chips in on this. Again, it's something that's been working lately. The sho other shoe is going to fall eventually, right? Eventually, we're going to end up, and weather could play a factor in this. Um, but weather, we've talked about it before, weather could also play a factor in making sure there's more classified finishers if we're not able to run all the laps, if it times out, if, if there's other things going on as well. So that can go both ways, but uh, I'm feeling good about this classified finisher bet. Uh, sometimes I hate to talk about the same thing week after week, but then I think about it and I'm like, do I hate cashing the same bet week after week after week? No, I don't hate it. So let's find some more ways to get creative with it. This is a fun one. Um, and again, if Max has a 24 second lead, this gives you something else like, okay, don't spin out. Oh no, this guy just has, a, he has a problem. Is he going to get back out there? Where are we at in the race? Are we to the point where it doesn't matter if anybody goes out uh, and all that fun stuff? So give me over 17 and a half classified, minus 136 on, on Barstool. The other three are all over on DraftKings. You get better numbers there. Over 18 and a half plus 250, exactly 19 at plus 350, exactly 20 at plus 750. I love it. In 2019, uh, Alex Albon was the only one that actually was out of the race because of an issue, uh, and there was actually uh, 18 uh, qualified or yeah qualified finishers in that race. Uh, Lando Norris was suspended, so even even with two of those drivers out, that this cashed. So uh, absolutely love it, love it, love it. And you're right. I mean, they've been playing nice lately. It it just seems like there's been a lot of uh, I don't know if there was drivers meetings that were like, all right, you guys, you're pushing a little too much. This is a NASCAR or whatever, but uh, they're starting to starting to calm down a little bit. Maybe that'll ramp up, but yeah, I don't know. I think I think they've learned how to play nice with each other uh, on yeah, this. So. Agreed. So we're just going to keep playing into that narrative. We will keep playing into that narrative. Uh, all right, I am going to take a Ferrari double top six finish on this one at minus 120. Look, this one is tough because it should happen every single week, right? And, and at minus 120... It, it definitely feels like it's it's not juiced to where you want to stay away from it, like a minus 400 
for uh, for Verstappen to be in the top three at the end of of the race. Um, but last season, a double top six finish for Ferrari. Actually, uh, it, it happened, and it, it was a second place for Sainz and a fifth place for Charles Leclerc. So again, these guys they de- they haven't necessarily been able to to run well at the same time lately. And it's it's definitely been frustrating from a betting standpoint, knowing that you're supposed to be able to to cash these guys uh, every single week as a double top six finish and, and not be able to do it. Um, unfortunately, like we said, in, in Bahrain, Carlos Sainz held up his end of the bargain in this one, but Charles Leclerc uh, certainly did not. He didn't even finish that race in Bahrain. Uh, when you moved to Saudi Arabia, it was a double top, or actually it was a sixth and a seventh place finish for Ferrari, where Carlos Sainz finished in sixth, Charles Leclerc finished in seventh. I'm going to tell you, if you've told me half the time that Sainz would be holding up his end of the bargain more than Leclerc, I, I tell you, you were crazy. Um, moved to Australia, that was a rough race for Ferrari altogether. Sainz finished in 12th, Charles Leclerc didn't even get a lap around uh, to finish that race, so it's been rough for Ferrari. It really has. Uh, but they did rebound in Azerbaijan. Leclerc finished third. Uh, Sainz finished fifth. Uh, turned to Miami, where it was a, a fifth-place finish for Sainz, a seventh-place for Leclerc. Another tough day for Leclerc in that one. Uh, and then in my in Monaco, rather, it was a sixth-place finish for Leclerc, eighth-place for Sainz. Last week... <laughs> was a tough week for Ferrari as well. Uh, a fifth place finish for Sainz, eleventh place finish for uh, for Leclerc. That is where this price is coming from, minus one twenty. Because normally uh, a double top six finish for a top team like that is not something that you're going to find very often, especially for Ferrari. Uh, Red Bulls at minus three hundred for comparison. Mercedes at minus one seventy five. And then Ferrari's the lesser of the top three at minus 120. But they've got to get it turned around. Sainz has been doing his part, right? Sainz has been finishing in the top 10. Leclerc has not. This is not, this is not a character for Leclerc. This is not something that Leclerc is used to doing. Uh, finishing this, he's pissed off. You heard it in his voice last week. He was very unhappy with the way he performed, his team performed, everybody performed, pit strategies and everything notwithstanding. So they've had a week. I keep saying it, but these top teams, you give them a week to prepare for something, they're going to come out firing out of the box. Like I said, last year in this race, they both finished in the top six. Science finished second. Uh, Leclerc finished fifth. It's not out of their own possibility for them to do it again. Again, I just I think they need to settle in. I think they need to, to buckle down. And I think both are going to finish in the top six this week at minus 120. Yeah, and really, I think minus 120 is pretty good value for a team that is this good. They've had their struggles, but take advantage of the number while you can get it. Some questions around Aston Martin. Seventh place for Alonzo last week. Is that, you know, are they going to start to trend downward? Who knows exactly where that's going to go? If anybody does have problems as well out of those bigger teams, um, can, can help Ferrari get up there as well. So I like that one. Uh, this is my max to win bet, and it is the winning margin by 10 seconds or more. Again, going to hit on it again. It's been working. Why not just keep running it out? Um, safety car again this week. Uh, usually you're getting plus, or you're usually getting like minus 700 a lot of the weeks for a safety car. Um, this week it's only minus 225. Um, so I guess they think that there's a little bit more of a chance for a safety car. But like I said, with the classified finishers, we haven't needed many safety cars so far this season. Um, Go back to last year in this race, a uh, very close, under a second finish between Max and Carlos Sainz. Then it was seven seconds back to Lewis Hamilton. But we know how it's been lately for Max Verstappen. By the way, Max doesn't even have to win this by 10 seconds. Somebody else could win this by 10 seconds. If it ends up being a Checo day, if it ends up being whatever else, um, then, then you're covered. You go back to last week, Max won by 24 seconds. You go back to Monaco. Max won by 27 seconds. You go back to uh, the United States Grand Prix, and that was the close one, right? It was five seconds back to Checo, but 26 seconds back to Alonso. Um, go back to Baku, and uh, again, this 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 seems to be where it where it gets you is when Red Bull keeps it close because Checo wins, Max is two seconds back, 21 seconds back to Ferrari. 
So if you get one of these Red Bulls, most specifically Max, Max likely isn't going to lose by 10 seconds to Checo. But if you, you get these guys out there, um, specifically Max, he's going to run away with it. Or if Max has an issue and Checo gets out there, he's going to run away with it. Um, but this has continued to cash most weeks. It's jumped up to minus 125. Again, we think we got it at plus 105 last week, uh, as we talked about in the recap. But minus 125, still very doable. That's not much juice. You only pay the juice if you lose. Max doesn't do that very often. So uh, this is this is your way to kind of get in on Max to win this in a way without actually having to lay the the money to or the juice to for Max to win. And you're covered by somebody else could win this race by 10 seconds, right? The Red Bulls both have problems. Maybe it's Carlos Sainz day. Maybe it's Lewis's day. Whoever they could still run away with this by more than 10 seconds as well. In 2017, Lewis Hamilton won this race by 19 seconds over Valtteri Bottas. It's it's possible to do that on this. In fact, he lapped all but eight cars in that race. What a dominant 2017 performance by Lewis Hamilton. Would have cashed this bet and then some for That's you. That's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, you even go back two races ago to Monaco, right? And we had talked about this leading into that race, like, I think there had only been like a couple of races in the last 20 years or so. I don't remember the exact stat, but it was almost like nobody ever won by more than 10 seconds and Verstappen won by 27. Like it wasn't even like just the level he is at right now. It is that insane. And again, you're too. It doesn't have to be him. If somebody else, it ends up being their day, but um, just the, the distances we've seen between guys. I think that the, the over 10 seconds is still a good bet long as you don't catch that late safety car that's usually where it can get you the most but uh likely max or someone runs away by 10 seconds it's like he's got his foot three quarters of the way down on the pedal and then eventually someone's like oh uh by the way you should probably go ahead and, and push the pedal all the way down max it's it's okay to then do that then he lays down that fastest lap and increases the lead by 10 more seconds and then you're like <laughs> son of a so uh all right my I, I almost wish and they don't uh, like 10 seconds is the most i've seen i kind of wish like give us a number at at you know plus money to win by 20 seconds like come on books like adjust right come on well i i want that too like and then sometimes they do give you the the ranges right between zero right, and but five. they're almost always like under 10 seconds you don't usually get like a 10 to 20 even or at least not that i've seen yeah, no, I and again, it's just I, we need to get on these books. We were talking about it beforehand when we were saying that we need we need to get on the books for for some stuff because they're not really pulling on their own weight. Yeah, it's just oh, come on, man, give us give us Let's more options. So you can get you can get over ten seconds, under five seconds, and between zero and five seconds. Those are your options over here on DraftKings. You can get uh, qualifying as well between five under 0.1 and over 0.25 as far as those go. But yeah, I'd like to see, give us some, you know, give us some, uh, some plus money options at, at a 20 second win. I mean, if Max is going to run away with this every week, give us some more options to bet on it. Yeah, I would definitely enjoy that as well. Uh, all right, well, another driver that I just can't really quit is Lewis Hamilton. Uh, and I took this last week and it cashed. I'm going to do it again. I think it's going to cash again. And that's uh, Hamilton as a podium finish. They're still going to give me a good price for it. I'll take it. Minus 110 over there on DraftKings. And the reason why I'm going to take it is because if you look back at Lewis Hamilton's track record on this particular track, whew, 13 starts seven wins. So I'm, I'm sorry. I know that we're talking about things being different. I know that we talk about a lot of things changed between 2019, the last time they've run this track and now, but seven wins. That is more than half of the time that he has been on this track. He has won. He has only finished worse than fifth twice, three times in his career on this track. Again, a first place in 2007, 19th in 2008, 24th in 11, first in 12, third in 13th, 17th and 2014th. But here, in the most recent part of the, the, the decade, I suppose, or the last couple of decades, first in 2015, first in 2016, first in 2017, fifth in 2018, first in 2019, third in 2022. Lewis Hamilton knows podiums in Canada. I'm telling you right now, I, I just don't even... I don't even sweat when I take this one at minus 110. This is definitely an auto. I, this is going to be my edge boost double down play because 
I am I'm very certain, especially coming off of another podium finish last week in this uh, uh, last week or not last week, I suppose, two weeks ago in the season. Um, he's been on the podium one, two, three. Well, he's been on the podium twice this season, which is still good enough for me for a guy like Lewis Hamilton, who, like I said, in Canada knows his stuff, but he hasn't finished worse than sixth at all this season. So he's been right up there, fourth in Monte Carlo. Uh, like I said, second in Melbourne, a couple of fifth place finishes to start the season. So, I mean, Hamilton's been flirting with the podium all season long, found it twice. I think he's going to get there again this week at minus 110. Give me all of that. Yeah, I like it. And again, I mean, we're seven rounds into the season and six is the worst place he's finished. So he's in the mix each and every week. Mercedes has shown a little more speed. They double podiumed last week with the second place there for Lewis, a fourth the week before. Uh, things do seem to be trending in the right direction for Mercedes. Um, so I like that one. I am going to go with a double points finish for Alpine at minus 106 over on Barstool. Um, things have been looking up lately for Alpine. They've been doing really well. You've got uh, Ocon and Gasly, of course, are their two drivers. Eighth and a tenth place finish at Spain. That's a double top ten there. Um, third and seventh at Monaco. Again, that's two races in a row with a double top ten. Eighth and ninth at Miami. So the last three races in a row, double top ten for Alpine. Fourteenth and fifteenth at Baku. Uh, and 13th and 14th at Australia. So not in the top 10, but even still not horrible, horrible days. Still top 15 finishes for both drivers in both of those. 8th and 9th in Saudi. Uh, and then Gasly finished 9th at Bahrain to open the season. Ocon ended up going out of that race early and ended up not even classified. But go back to last season at this race um, here at Canada, and Ocon finished in 6th, and Fernando Alonso finished in 9th in the other Alpine car at the time. Um, so... Three races in a row. Both cars did it here last year. I think they can do it again. Minus 106 for the Alpine double points finish. Also going to toss out McLaren. Again, this is one of those teams I cannot quit despite some of their up and down season so far. Um, but they're at plus 575 over on Barstool. There's low as like plus 400 on some other books. So again, shop around and make sure you get that good number. But you go back to last week, 13th and 17th at Spain. But the week before, in ninth and 10th place at Monaco. So within the last two races, they've already gotten the double points finish. Um, and at almost 6-1 to one odds, I like that. A 17th and 19th at Miami was really rough there. But then you go back to Baku, 9th and 11th. That's really close to getting that double. 6th and 8th at Australia earlier in the season. So we know that they can do it. They were 11th and 15th uh, with Daniel Ricciardo at 11th. And Lando Norris in 15th last season at this race. Um, so... Again, not inside of the points, but at almost six to one at plus five seventy five on Barstool, uh, I think that McLaren could also get up there in that double points finish. I agree. I agree. Uh, and and again, Lando Norris, obviously the stronger end of that one for now. Uh, but yeah, he's he's starting to turn it on, and I think if he can have a nice solid run, uh, the the results will follow for uh, for the um, Al or the Alpines. And you're going to make F one capper very happy. By the way, he loves himself some Alpine. So uh, F1 Good. Cappy, if you're listening, uh, that's your yes. that's your auto bet too. So you definitely like. To yeah, and that, that well, yeah, I forgot to mention that's the one he gave out to us a couple weeks ago, right when he was on the show. Was that's the one that he bets, and then it's it's happened multiple times since then. So I'm jumping on the train with F1 Capper, and uh, yeah, it's been doing well. But yeah, I did I did not mention the McLaren drivers. Of course, it's Lando Norris and Oscar Piastri. Um, but yeah, and it's been I mean as much as Piastri's had some struggles. Lando's had some struggles too, but when they're both on, they're both on and, and they can get it done. Um, and so again, I, I'm hoping that uh, coming off of a week off, they've gotten things righted from Spain and uh, they're back into their, their Monaco or Australia type of, of race this week. It's It does seem like though, either they're both really good or they're both kind of so-so. So I guess maybe you'll know early on if they're going to both be good yeah you definitely will know early on if they're and, both uh, going to be good showed speed last week too and lando qualified in third which <laughs> yeah uh but yeah lando lando qualified in third last week like that shows you they have the speed obviously we talked about how things did not go perfectly but the speed is there for sure on these mclaren cars 
Yes, it is. Uh, all right. Well, here's my way to bet on Max, my plus money way to bet on Max, which is probably the better value that you're ever going to find to bet on Max at uh, to win this race. Plus 400 over on BetMGM. The following has to happen for you to cash this bet. Max has to win by more than 10 seconds, 10 or more seconds, uh, which Cody laid out the case for that earlier, which I think I will fully stamp because he's stomping the field and it's just not even, it's not even a issue, man. I mean, even with Checo, like, yeah, Checo can stay within five seconds, but I think if Max really wanted to, he could beat everybody by more than 10 seconds in this race. Um, also, he has to have the fastest lap uh, for in the race, which again, we talked about him just kind of saying, hey, uh, did, what's the fastest lap? I want that extra that extra championship point. So what is it? And then he goes out and he gets it. It's just not even a question of if, it's just a matter of when he gets that fastest lap. And then another way to kind of, toss in one of my favorite bets and that's Red Bull to have the fastest pit stop. Um, all of that, if all of that happens at, you get plus 400 out of that. And just for perspective, the fastest pit stop Red Bull bet right now is at minus 150. So minus 150 for the, uh, for the Red Bull fastest minus five. I'm sorry. That's, that's podium minus 330 uh, in some spots for Verstappen to win and then uh, the fastest laps. Let me see if I can get that up real quick. Um, the fastest lap. Uh, plus 100, I think, is what that's I what you said before. Yeah. yeah. So all of that. Yeah, that's right. It is. So it is uh, plus 110 actually over on DK. So if you if you put all that together, plus 400 for all that stuff to happen, which, by the way, we've seen it happen several times over in Max's gigantically large winning portfolio. Uh, you get you get four to one on that if it, all of it happens the red bull fastest pit stop doesn't even have to be verstappen's it could be perez's yeah, like yeah, it always okay. has been yeah and i mean this is just basically a bet on will this be a normal f1 week and if it is <laughs> you're getting at a four to one right and that's i mean yes there's a ton of legs to this but it's all stuff that happens more often than it doesn't happen you have you know you have to have max to win okay and he has to do it by 10 seconds. Well, most of the time when he wins, he's doing it by 27, 24. So like, so likely if you're getting one of those, you're getting both of them. The fastest lap, as long as he feels like getting the fastest lap, he's probably going to get the fastest lap, right? We just talked about that. And then the fastest pit stop again, that's been one of your, your, uh, you know, just hammer bets every week. And they continuously get that. Obviously they're just the best team overall in every area, every aspect. So if it's a normal F1 week, a four to one, these are all things that generally happen most weeks. So um, I do think that you're finding good value there. And again, when you have a guy that's minus 300 to win, minus 330 to win, like that's it's a pretty set thing, right? And so you've got to find ways to get value on it. That's why we try and build these bets with the assumption that he's going to win all while laying in some insurance policies in case he doesn't. And that's your opportunity. To, to hedge on something else and hit there. So I do like the call out there by you. Um, I'm going to go over to the race winner without max bet. So this just takes for stepping out. Who's the next best finishing guy. I'm going to take the two Mercedes guys. So give me Lewis Hamilton at four to one and give me George Russell at eight to one. Um, again, they're coming off of the double podium last week. They were both right there. I'm going to take both these guys to win. Lewis is 12 to one and George is 22 to one. So I'm going to take them both ways. Um, but I do think that again, it's, it's so tough with Max being so good. It's harder to hit these to win bets. I'm going to take them as my insurance policy still. Um, but Lewis to finish second and George to finish or George to finish second, basically to Max is not that tall of a task. Checo is going to be your one big uh, guy standing in the way, right? If Checo is still getting it done, He's, it's hard to beat both these Red Bulls, but it hasn't been the easiest of sailing for Checo the last couple of weeks. So if that continues, um, I think these guys have a great chance. Uh, again, you go back to Lewis, hasn't finished worse than sixth all season long, has a couple of second place finishes, including last week. For George, started out a little bit rougher, but the last couple of weeks, a fourth place, a fifth place, and a third place last week. So I think that these guys and the Mercedes upgrades seem to be going well, right? We saw speed from them last week. Not, not catch Red Bull speed, but speed. Um, and so I think that maybe if that continues this weekend as well, we could see these guys be good. You read off Lewis's track record here earlier. You took him to, to get on the podium. If he's going to get on the podium, if he's got this great track record, 
if he's been fast, if he finished second last week at four to one, I'll take it. I, I mean, I would like him to win as well. Honestly, that that's my that's yeah, my I, kind I of everybody's rooting for that at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and and really, like you said, at twelve to one, the thing about F one, and I'm sure if you've listened to this podcast before, and and if you've bet F one, and you're not a, a stranger to it, you know. But the longer shots in these, even though they're sexy, sexy odds, just there's not. Uh, look, Joe Guan Yu at two hundred to one. It's it's fantastic, right? You think, man, I'd love to sprinkle, but Joe Guan Yu's not going to win this race. He's just not going to win it's this a, race. It, it's almost a zero chance. Like it's, it would have to be the craziest amount of wrecks and, and problems gone wrong. And like, there's if you're a NASCAR better, we saw it Saturday, right? A two hundred to one actually won the race on Saturday. Circumstances just so much different there, and there's so many different things that can happen in F1. It is a lot more predictable as far as the, that type of guy is not. That's like betting on a. I was going to say Cody Ware, but that's probably not appropriate to say at this point. It's like betting BJ McLeod to win, you know, for a NASCAR example. It's just other than on a super speedway. And even then, it's still a pretty tall task for a guy like that to win. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, yeah, you've got to. But I mean, 12 to 1 for the seven time champion that. You know, just won his last title within the last three years, and and two years ago was you know down to a last second controversial call of winning another title. Like it's not like that is that ridiculous. So um, yeah, I think that that again you're finding value here, and you're placing these bets a twelve to one on Lewis to win or a twenty two to one on George to win, knowing that Max is going to win this race and you're going to lose those bets, but. You also have car insurance because you're not going to wreck your car every time you go out. But the one time it happens, it's good to have your insurance on it, right? <laughs> that, that's about as apt of an uh, analogy that I can ever get. Good job, Cody. I like that. It's, <laughs> it, it's uh, so they they say that insurance is also in case shit in case shit happens. That's that's yeah, that's basically that's, what it is. Yeah. So um, that's, I'll take that's why it. you have it. We've seen it, and that's what you know. We saw it last week in NASCAR. Is thirty-five to one the bet that we hit on Truex? He actually ended up being the best car, which was kind of crazy, but it was more of an insurance bet because we thought for sure it was going to be one of those other three guys, and it didn't, and, and that's when you cash those types of bets. So you throw them out there expecting to lose, but when they hit, it's nice, and you have a fun celebration. Indeed. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, go ahead and get out your pen and paper. Let's go over these bets one more time for you guys for the Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal. Uh, Cody started you off. Well, I started you off, but uh, Cody, we'll get started with Cody's. Uh, the over-classifieds here. So the over 17.5 classified finishers at minus 136 on Barstool. He gave you over 18.5 as well at plus 250 on DK and exactly 19 classified finishers at plus 350 on DK, and of course, exactly 20 finishers uh, at plus 750 on DK as well. I gave you Carlos Sainz as a top three car in free practice one happening on Friday at plus 285 over on DK. Cody gave you the winning margin of 10 seconds or more at minus 125 on DK. I said Ferrari would be a double, double top six finisher at minus 120 over on DK. Cody said that Alpine, Alpine, Alpine. I, how about I read in English and speak in wrestling? Alpine to be a double points finisher at minus 106. Also tossed in McLaren as the same at plus 575 on Barstool. I said that Lewis Hamilton would stand atop the podium once more at minus 110 on DK. Cody gave you the race winner without Max as Lewis and George. Uh, both Mercedes there, Lewis at four to one, George at eight to one, and then of course Hamilton at twelve to one to win, and Russell at twenty-two to one to win. And I said that Max would need to do it all on this track to give you a plus four hundred, win by ten seconds, get the fastest lap, and have Red Bull have the fastest pit stop, uh, which again I think he can do. Plus four hundred on BetMGM to find that one. Uh, so hopefully you take that one. That one that one will be a fun one to hit if it happens. Yeah, absolutely. I think we got uh, another pretty solid card here. Got some of the more predictable stuff. Got some sprinkles on some longer shot stuff, uh, which is always always the fun ones to hit, of course. But, uh, feeling, feeling like it's going to be a good week. Again, nice time uh, for, for lights out on this, 2 o'clock on the East Coast. Uh, and you can adjust accordingly to your own time zone because <laughs> I'm not going to do it for you. But uh, no, it's a it's a great, great mid midday race for everyone 
or late morning, I guess, for Rod over there. But uh, it's going to be going to be a fun time. Should be a good race. It's weird because the the practice should, should be a good race for second. I meant to say. Yeah, I was <laughs> second through tenth. Uh, it's weird because when I look at normally when I look at the practice times, right? It's always like four in the morning and it's on Thursday or whatever. And so I'm, I'm always like, but this time it literally is exactly what it says it is. And that's June 16th at 1030, my time for free practice one. So I don't even have to, I don't have to worry about trying to, you know, do anything other than wake up in the morning and have free practice one uh, waiting for me in a couple hours. Exactly. Yes. Love it when they're, uh, they're in North America. So uh, take advantage while we have it. Yep. And we're giving you plenty of time too. this show is going to come out on a Tuesday, right? So uh, it'll give you plenty of time to, to get all those bets in. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, Cody, then let's uh, go ahead and send everybody on their way to make those bets. But before we do let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z can find all my work over there. Got some NFL stuff in the works. IndyCar stuff in the works as well. Maybe even a special IndyCar episode on the NASCAR podcast this week if uh, if we get odds. That's always the, the biggest question, right? But uh, tune into that. If you are a NASCAR fan, still have NASCAR episodes even though NASCAR's off this week. Talking futures over there and, and having fun. So uh, join us and yeah, follow the show as well at F1 Gambling Pod. That is correct. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it is here, whether it's on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast, or in between media where I'm cooking up the back roads uh, every other week with Elliot and Seth. And then, of course, the For Frequency's Sake articles uh, hitting up soon with the uh, newsletter as well. Go find them at For Frequency's Sake. And, of course, you can find that in my bio as well. Well, everybody, enjoy a decent race at a decent time in your time zone in Canada. We will do the same. Uh, hopefully, we will be witness to something fun and uh, and not necessarily a boring snooze fest. So, all right. Until then, everybody, we'll see you next week with a recap and the breakdown of the next GP. But until then, let's go racing and let it ride.